The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Hooker has it. Hooker leans in. That's a two-pointer. Shot won't go. Rebound tip taken by Tucker. Knocked loose back out to Booker. Final seconds deflected. Paul, a three-pointer. It's over. The Milwaukee Bucks are one win away from their first title in 50 years as they win on the road to take game five and now lead three games to two. Here comes your winner right here. Didn't take long for Kalamura Kawa to put his name on the Claret Jug. One for one at the Open. Sports, 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 sports. So they just sit there and talk about sports? Yeah, and little history being made all over the place. Let's do this. It's a Monday on the Blitz. Diabolical. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And the Blitz is on for a Monday. Welcome to the greatest show in the history of the known universe with me, Fred Power, the Falcon, A.J. Hoffman, Mr. Vegas, Aaron Rabel, the Voldemort. If you want to get in today, 713-780-ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776. Or you can uh, get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like, send a message. Aaron will read it. Twitter is at Fred Power, F-A-O-U-R, at A.J. is the real. At uh, Aaron is Blitz, at Degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. You can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. And it is a Monday. Hope everybody had an awesome weekend. I don't know if anybody else was moving, but hey, if you were, hope you got it done. Let's have some fun today. What's going on, Mr. Hoffman? Sports and stuff. What's going on with you, Freddie boy? Uh, a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything, man. Just uh, rocking and rolling. Watch that. Uh, Watched a lot of golf this weekend, believe it or not. I didn't watch a lot of golf because I was I was busy on the road, but I did get to hear a lot of golf. I was listen, I, on Sirius. They were playing all the, uh, the golf, and it was happening at you know all hours of the night. So whenever we were driving, <laughs> uh, unless it was the middle of the day, in the middle of the day, there's no golf. Which right. was, it was really weird. I don't like it. I, I honestly, golf should only be played in America going forward. Is my the my rule? It's probably uh, even not what the, Aaron thinks. But even that's okay. the Open. Um, <laughs> Should that should be played in America? They can still call it the British Open. It can still be theirs, but it has to be played on uh, like Eastern time. Is that's the that's the rule? I I just uh, I was looking at our list in in the uh, in my office. I, I don't think there's any doubt who won. Uh, I the to me the only question was which one of us came in second place. And I was holding out hope because, honestly, after one day, Aaron's team was in real good shape. Like, really, after Thursday, his team was in really good shape. But I was like, you know what? Louis is Louis Oosthuizen. It was still a race for three we days. About that on Friday, it was a race on Friday. Still for three days, Louis was the best player in the tournament. The last day, he was not. But it wouldn't have really mattered because the rest of my guys didn't really step up. Uh, Brooks. Had uh, like he had a really good Thursday, not as good as I think you know he was hoping he would have had, but then Friday he got he did okay and he was like okay now so I've got two days to make up seven shots, and I, I was listening to an interview with him because like I said I listen to a lot of golf and he was like two days to make up seven shots I feel good about where I'm at I was like oh that makes me feel good, and then he had just an awful Saturday he stunk. 
And and then Sunday he at least got respectable, but he did stink on Saturday. And by, so by then it was too late. And I don't know. Did you have anybody miss the cut, Aaron? Yeah, we each had one guy miss the cut. All three of us did. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I knew I knew my guy that missed the cut. You was, have an updated score sheet with your rundown. Oh, okay. So my my guy was my four, he was the my tier two guy. So he was my fourth pick, and I was like, well, that can't be good. But then I was like. I think one of Fred's tier one guys missed the cut, and that made me feel better about beating you. And honestly, I didn't. Even, and then I, I think by Saturday when Brooks had his bad day, and all three of your top guys were still like in contention. And of course, I, you know, I'm, I rode twenty five hours in the car with my thirteen year old son, so I was explaining to him the game, and he's like, "Well, if you have the best guy, how are you not winning?" And I was like, "Well, I've got the best guy." And Aaron has the second, third, and fourth best guys, and then I've got like I got a guy down the down the line a little way. That ain't how you win this game, son. And uh, so I was not surprised uh, to to know that Aaron won by a, a good chunk. Oh, I see here that the, the the totals have been tallied, and I came in second place. I'm sorry, Fred. You're the ultimate loser. That's no, all right. I'll bask in my U.S. Open championship. <laughs> I I I mean. I needed one of my other guys to just have a big Sunday to be in the mix. And Rom did have a big Rom Sunday. did, but I needed I needed one of the you know one of the you guys needed Gooch. Um, yeah, I needed Gooch or or Cockrack or somebody like that. But the, I mean, even even with that, none yeah. of neither of us were catching here. No, no, but I would have beat you. That's yeah, all I really that's care possible. about. Yeah. So anyway, but I, I actually enjoyed watching the whole thing, and I w- I started rooting for Morikawa. Uh, what? Yeah. That that did. I mean, even though he wasn't on my team, uh, I was hoping he would uh, he would win because, uh, man, the guy played out of his mind. He, he just seems like a really good kid. He's twenty four years old. He's already won two majors. Uh, he's barking. You know that counts. So yeah, I think uh, I was definitely rooting for him, and it was it was exciting to watch. Man, it really was. I enjoyed it. I'm I'm kind of back into golf. Okay, I think I'm a golf guy again. I mean, I don't know by. A lot, but I'm definitely a golf guy again. And um, I also did a lot of horse racing on uh, Saturday. I, your guy, Mandaloon, did me right. Mandaloon is still running? Yeah, well, it's pretty funny because he actually did not win the race. Oh, well. Uh, he finished second by a nostril. and But the other horse was windstrolled up? Uh, no, the other horse came over. The other horse was Hot Rod Charlie, who ran second in the Belmont. Uh, he came over and crushed another horse and knocked him down and got disqualified. DQ? Yes. Yeah, baby. Yeah, so Mandaloon. It, it, it was one of those that worked out really well for me because I had I had two hundred to win on Mandaloon at three to one. And I had a ten dollar trifecta Mandaloon over uh I think the horse that ran second was five to one and a fifty five to one came in third. So uh yeah, I did really well on that race. That, that was the difference between break even and like two thousand dollars. And then, uh, yeah, and then I just kept it going all weekend. So it was it was a really good betting weekend for me on the ponies. Well, so, good for you, man. But that was about all I did. I mean, we went out for a while Saturday, but Sunday I just stayed home and I cashed out my money, left two hundred in there, ran it back up to about eighteen, and uh, you know just had had a really good horse betting weekend. Didn't bet on anything else, but uh, did not get a chance to watch the uh, Charlo fight. But boy, it sure looked like the scorecards were a little awkward there. 
I didn't get a chance to watch it either. Yeah, so I was left to to wonder what the hell happened as well. Yeah, the uh, uh, the if you haven't seen it, there there was one card that had Charlo winning by a bunch. It wound up being a draw, uh, but everyone I heard was uh, Char- Charlo shouldn't have won. Okay, yeah, I, so, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Uh, from what I understand, it was really close, so I I get where, you know, sometimes uh, you, you get a close one like that. Okay, you can make a case for both guys, but yeah, I kind of heard the same thing that they didn't think Charlo won, and it certainly he certainly didn't win by as much as he did on the one card. No. Which you got to wonder about these judges, man. What the hell they're looking at? I know it's, I know it's one of those things where you look at a, you can watch a race, and I'm sorry, you can watch a fight and see different things, and especially when you're sitting right next to it. I get that, but that much different? Yeah, eh, it just seems a little odd to me. 713-780-ESP. And the other history that might be made is uh, your buddy Chris Paul might be the fourth. Yeah. Uh, might lose uh, his fourth seven-game series when his team led oh. 2-0. That would be, he would be the first player. Well, he's currently tied as one of only two players to do it three times. And that was, of course, your buddy uh, Blake Griffin. Griffin, who was part of that uh, <laughs> as well. So... Yeah, that that uh, that doesn't bode well. But no, listen, the Bucks are. I, I think as this series has gone on, the Bucks, the Suns went from being the hot team to the Bucks, kind of hashing it out as they're the better team. Yeah, they they, they don't have um, they don't have a real uh, answer for Giannis. It's obvious, right. other other than Giannis being the answer for himself. Like, yeah, if Giannis beats himself, misses a bunch of free throws, then well, that's that. But they don't have a way of really stopping him. No, and um, I didn't think the Bucks could win on the road. Well, they did. So I think that uh, yeah, it's. I'd like to see it go seven, just because I'd like to see a seventh game. But I, I you know what, Bucks win, they deserve it. And I, as we said a couple weeks, I'm going to be happy either way. Because it pushes James Harden further down the, the scale either way. Either Chris Paul wins yeah. one before him or Giannis adds one to his two MVPs and makes Giannis greater than Harden. So, yeah, it's all about who you dislike. That's that's where I am with this. Uh, I've looked a lot at the, um, and I've, I've talked to a few guys about this, and some of the guys that I uh, will be working with in Vegas, very, very high on the under- in game six. Okay. Uh, one person said, it's probably my biggest NBA bet of the year under in game six. What's the, uh, what's the thought process behind it? I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up and I'll, I'll kind of give you some of the highlights of it. But there's on the, this thread that I'm in, there's three people who are on the under. Um, one says, uh, the finals are now 3 1 1 to the over. And these higher scoring games have caused an increase in the totals that are being dealt. We saw 218 to start the series. It was up to 220 in game five. Game five had 242 points, so it makes sense. Odds makers would bump it up to 223. However, both teams have been lights out from three, uh, abnormally lights out. If game five had, uh, had landed 215, we would have seen a game six total more like 217 and a half or 218. So the the fact that we're seeing 223 
makes him think that there's real value. He says he can't justify a total over 220 given game six is historically so much lower scoring than games one through five. Uh, and then it says, in addition to this, the market over, or there's another guy, in addition to the market overreacting to game five, the Suns now know they don't want to get into a run and gun battle with the Bucks. Faster gameplay uh, plays to the Bucks' advantage. Bucks were second in pace, ninth in three point attempts uh, during the regular season. Suns were 24th in pace, 18th in three point attempts. Uh, I expect the Suns to both play slower and put more emphasis on transition D uh, in game six. Another guy says, I'm with you guys on this under. Only the Suns' home games have gone over. Suns are playing faster at home. Had every other Phoenix, every over with Phoenix at home. I'm with you guys on this under, though. So. Lots of uh, lots of stuff on the under. Yeah, you know, I haven't I haven't made an NBA bet this year. Maybe I will. I I, I don't know. I mean, I I, know. that all makes sense to me. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I might have to do that. All right, seven one three seven eight zero ESPN is your number seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. And uh, uh, when we come back, I want to do a little bit of Astros, but from a slightly different perspective. Um, since you're talking about betting. We've got some updated odds for you. Okay. And uh, you can tell me who you think is uh, is the value there. And uh, we'll do that when we come back. Uh, we, so we got Eric today? Is that We do, yeah. We do. Okay. Also, I have to do a new breaks here. So, uh, <laughs> let, so let's just stop that song and talk about new breaks. And, uh, guys, I, I, I get this all the time from listeners. Man, I had them come in and install breaks on my mom's car. Very reasonable, quick. They did everything and... and uh, uh, while we just sat there and relaxed. And that's the great thing about new breaks because they come to you. And uh, it's N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S dot com. Make sure you mention ESP and you're going to get 10% off. And they'll come to your house. They'll come to your place of work. You don't have to go sit in a shop or a dealership. And, uh, you know, that, that's the cool thing about it. You're not wasting time out of your day because they're coming and taking care of it right there. You're going to save 20 to 50% off of what you would pay at a shop or a dealer on average. And you get a 24-month, 24,000-mile warranty, and it all happens while you do whatever you want. You, you could be sitting at home watching baseball while they fix your brakes. How about that? It's, again, it's newbrakes.com. That's N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S.com. Make sure you mention ESPN to get that 10% off. They get right back to you uh, within a couple of minutes to learn more. You're going to get a transparent, surprise-free repair quote, and then they're going to come and take care of you, and they're great people. Newbrakes.com, N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S.com. Mention ESPN for 10% off. Need to know your place. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You're listening to The Blitz. On ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. 713-780-ESPN's your number. Eric said he had more Kawa plus 3500 for 25 bucks. Very nice. Good job. Congrats, sir. Um, speaking of odds, uh, our buddies at uh, BetUSR updated the... Odds to win the AL pennant. And uh, be kind of curious what you think here after your Astros had another stretch of games where they didn't score any runs. Current plus 220 to win the AL pennant 
Chicago. Boy, I don't like them being the favorite. No, I don't either. And right behind them, your Astros plus 270. Okay. I don't see the value in that. Where's the Red Sox? The Boston Red Sox are plus 550. Hmm. It's almost enough value for me there. Yeah. Because I, I, I'm looking, I'm really looking for value at this point. And it, I mean, uh, while I agree that the, the best teams are the White Sox and the Astros, if you tell me what, I mean, the White Sox and the Astros, their record is the same as the Red Sox or thereabout, isn't it? Yeah, they're all, all pretty close. The, the question is, if you're going to bet now, who are you expecting to make the big move? Right. And I think the Red Sox are more likely. They seem than, most up yeah. to doing that because historically that's, they're the team that does do things like that. Although your Astros did, uh, you know, there is a report out there that they are interested in, in Max Scherzer. And if they, they would actually do that, which if, if they could pull that off, that would, be, uh, that would be a game changer. That would, to me, make them the favorites. Uh, but the, not at plus 270. It's not good enough at this stage. Because if they don't make that move, I don't, no value at I don't know that their pitching is going to hold up for the playoffs anyway at this stage. So I, I still, I still think you're, I still think the Yankees plus one thousand. I, I keep looking at that. Going, I could still see them. Putting <laughs> That's it good together. value, certainly. Yeah, I, I could see them putting it together. But here's the thing: knowing that they're not going to make a move at the deadline, that that part kind of turns me off to them. Yeah, same thing with Tampa, plus 500. You don't, Tampa's not going to buy much. No, but Tampa is also, they're good enough right now that I'm right. like, oh, maybe. Maybe. Uh, what's the number on Oakland? Plus 850. There's value yeah. also. So On the Vegas again, A's. These are some of the teams, like some of these teams we're talking about, I'm not saying are better than the Astros. I think most of these teams aren't better than the Astros. In fact, I honestly, like if I had to power rate, the, the top six teams in the AL, I don't, I don't know how I would do it, to be honest. I, I think there's a, a big jumble. I think the Astros are, are better than most of those teams in the jumble. Like, it, it, I would say, at worst, they're second. But when you, talk, when you start looking at, at the, the comeback on those numbers, it, the, the White Sox and the, the Astros, who are the two best, they're not so much better, in my opinion, than the rest of the league. That I'm willing to just say, oh, plus 200. Well, instead, I'll get plus, I'd, I'd take plus 550 or whatever with a team that I think is just barely behind them. Yeah. I mean, that's, and, and I think that might be the value with Boston because the, I do know they'll try to add at the deadline. Now, I don't think they're better than the Astros right now, but you know what? Let's say Boston adds Max Scherzer. Yeah. Then who, who do you think's got a better shot in the playoffs? Probably take the Red Sox at that point. Probably so. So, if, if you're looking for value, I don't think there's any on Houston. I I, I think uh, I'd like to be able to fade Chicago because I while I do think they're one of the best teams, I don't trust them in the playoffs and it, as a favorite, especially. But you know, I, I think I, I, when I look at Boston and New York, the two I keep going back to, and I just you're kind of counting on New York getting it together with what they've got, though. And I just I just don't know if that's going to happen. All right, 713-780-ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776. Southside Groovin has heard the Scherzer rumor to the Astros. If Verlander comes back, how will that work? I thought they can't stand each other. I I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think – I don't know that Verlander's coming. I think I think the whole Verlander coming back thing is, is probably wishful thinking yeah. at this stage. But you know what? I think uh, – 
I'm pretty sure if it helped him win another ring, you wouldn't bitch about it. Yeah. And, yeah, that that's the kind of move that, that frankly, would be like the Verlander move. I think that's a game changer. I, I don't know what the cost would be. And from what I understand, he's, he's a Boris guy who wants a contract extension to, for whoever he's traded to. So, um, I don't know if the I don't know if the Astros are willing to do that, but if they want to win, they need to be in on it. And we we talked about this a little bit when uh, Crate filled in Friday. If they're re- willing to go over the luxury tax, it doesn't matter how much you go over. Yeah. So at that point, you just add everybody you can get. Yeah. If you, if you go ten dollars over, you might as well you might as well go for it. Yeah. You're going to pay anyway. Yeah. And that's uh, um. So I, I think they at least say they're willing to do that. I'll take them at their word because Crane has always spent money when, when the time was right to spend money. So I, I, I don't think it's going to be because, because of that that they don't make a move, at least based on what they're saying. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. 713-780-ESPN. Still Curtin wants to know who the NL favorites are. Actually, I, I only knew the AL because... Bet USR tweeted it out. I'm sure they did the NL too, but I, I didn't see that one. I can tell you, okay the uh, the, the betting odds for the National League. Uh, let's see the current odds on the NL are. Oh, those are World Series. Oh, I might have lied to you. I might not be able to tell. Oh, here we go. P- NL pennant odds. Yeah, plus one seventy five on the Dodgers. Uh, plus four hundred on the Padres. Okay, that mildly intrigues me. Plus four fifty on the Mets. The Mets. Plus five hundo on the Brew Crew. Huh. Plus six fifty on the San Francisco Giants. I don't think anybody believes in them. That is the first place team in the NL West, the best record in in the NL, and they are plus six fifty. That's that's value, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then there's a pretty big drop off after those five to Cincinnati, who is plus twenty two hundred, and Atlanta, who's plus twenty five hundred. I don't think anybody else is really even viable. Mm. So, uh, yeah, so that's a that's a, a pretty big drop after those. Uh, the, the that's interesting to me. The uh, the Giants having the best record and being the the what fourth fifth favorite? Yeah, fifth favorite. Mm. Uh, so he said re- reports from Detroit mentioned that Verlander wouldn't mind returning back there, making the Scherzer-Verlander feud obsolete. Yeah, I, I, I think he that he was quoted as that at the end of his career, which I don't think he feels like he's at yet. So I don't know. I don't know if that means uh, his next contract or the one after the one, the next one he does with the Astros. I, I don't know. But, you know, that that's the thing. I think, I think if you can make your team better, if you could get Bauer and Cole on the same team, you'd do it. Yeah, you know they don't have to. They don't have to talk. They don't have to be buddies, and they help each other win a ring. I think they'll be happy. But I, I uh, and by the way, I don't know that they uh, that they hate each other. I think the deal was they were always just very different. And when people started asking them about their relationship, they were playing each other in a World Series, and they both mm-hmm. wanted to win. And they're both really ultra competitive dudes. So I, I think that they basically were like, hey. You know, we're we're not we're not best friends. Eh. We we don't have very much in common. Yeah, I, I that doesn't mean that they I hate think, each other. I think other. calling it a feud is a bit much. Uh, yeah, 
So um, you'd be surprised that when guys can work together in sports. I mean, that's uh, if you can, if you have a chance to win another World Series, I don't think they care. Um, so this this trending now. The hockey community shares their support as Luke Prokop became the first active player under NHL contract to come out as gay. All right, so now we've got an NFL guy and an NHL guy. Is there any sport left that we need to be worried about that we can? Has baseball happened yet? So it's been basketball. Basketball that like basically the dude retired and then signed a one day contract once he was it was out that he was gay. But uh, there's so many technicalities. I suppose I don't know of any like uh, openly gay baseball players though. Wasn't there an outfielder? Like years ago, Billy the, the other Billy Bean. I don't know. I think he was. Yeah. Okay. Pretty pretty sure. Aaron looked that one up. I don't want to. I don't want to confuse my my gay athletes. But yeah, not not the GM Billy Bean. Billy Bean without the E. Yeah. Uh, Billy Bean came out as gay to his parents during his playing time for the Padres. Uh, he came out publicly uh, to the Miami Herald in 1999 becoming the, the second Major League Baseball player to publicly come out as gay. Okay, so baseball's done. They don't have to worry about it. But it, neither of them were openly gay while they were, during their playing time, is what it says here. So uh, so they, they didn't actually have sex? Is that what that means? No, it just means that they, like the media and stuff didn't know they were gay. Their, their teammates may have not known they were gay while they were playing. Actually, MLB, I think, might have had the first. Apparently, Glenn Burke, back in the 70s, was the first openly gay MLB player. Okay, well, I don't remember that. Fred? I wouldn't expect you to. I, I don't remember that either. <laughs> All right, so now we've got hockey. Now we've got, uh, you know, we've had basketball, and now we've had football. So can I guess it doesn't have to be a major story now. I think, yeah, time. I'm over it. Can, can we all just, yeah. Yep. Oh, boy. All right. Well, you get them on your fantasy team. You could. Uh, and if you play best ball, listen, if underdog fantasy is the place to play. Uh, they've got the biggest best ball tournament in the world going to happen. And it's $25 entry. And here's great news. When you sign up and you use promo code radio your first time, guess what you get? Free $25. So there's your entry into this tournament that's going to give you a million dollars for first prize, 3.5 million prizes or in prize money overall. Uh, and all you got to do is set your lineup and forget it. You draft your team, boom, that's it. Now you don't have to do any other work. They also have these parlay games, though, and you hit, you know, you hit five parlays of over under points, or this guy is going to score more than this guy. You could get payouts up to twenty to one. I mean, it's just a great way to take a small investment, make yourself some big coin, having some fun while you do it. Check them out online, underdogfantasy.com. Or find them in the App Store. Of course, terms and conditions do apply. Make sure when you sign up, use that promo code RADIO with your first deposit for a free $25. That's underdogfantasy.com.
This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. 713-780-ESPN is your number. I'll do a quick movie review for you. Sure. Uh, Gunpowder Milkshake came out on Netflix, I think, Friday. Okay. Is this this a Western? No, this is a... Basically, it's a Chick John Wick. So if you like, mm. if, it's a Chick John Wick done very much like a Guy Ritchie film. So if you like John Wick, which I do, um, it, it's, it's, it's fun, it's action, it's not brain food or anything. But if you like that kind of stuff, um, you'll enjoy it. Okay. And I watched something else that I, I don't remember that I didn't really enjoy as much, but I was drunk, so that doesn't count. Pornography? Uh no no I don't I don't do that oh and uh well not I mean that's not you're not watching that for to analyze the movie right it's like you're not girl, breaking down scenes. no no well I mean you kind of are but uh in a different you're you're looking at it in a different light and I I did not uh and I was gonna say we're not gonna spend any time on Space Jam because I'm not the target audience all I know is that apparently LeBron's acting is horrible. Shocker! It's funny. So, like, I heard someone say that uh, that Space Jam was actually really good, and they were pissed because they wanted it to be terrible because they hate LeBron, and they're like, oh, "It was actually a really good movie." And then, like, I really started thinking about it, and of course, everyone's going to use it as a comparison to you know the original Space Jam, which everyone my age likes to uh, like wax poetic about it because it's it's nostalgic for them. The truth is that was also a horrible movie. It was. No matter no matter how you slice it up, it was a movie that had cartoons playing basketball against real people. It's a it's a terrible concept for a movie. It's a money grab by McDonald's is what it is. And so saying that like this doesn't hold up to the original Space Jam like the original Space Jam wasn't Godfather and the, and and the new Space Jam isn't Godfather 3. Trust me. They they're, they're both crappy cartoon movies. And I, I haven't seen Space Jam 2s or the new Space, whatever they call it. I don't know what they call it. But I, I haven't seen it. So for me to say it's it's a crappy movie is is just a guess. But it's probably just another crappy movie where cartoons play basketball against real people. I, I can't imagine that it's, it's you know, somehow art. Yeah, I mean, it's it's supposed to be fun and it's supposed to be a money grab. So... Yeah, I, I I just have zero interest in it, and and I so I'm not going to I'm not going to dog it because you know, I, I have no interest in watching it. So there's that. Aaron's in there like he watched it. Look at him; he's got that look on his face. <laughs> no, I I have fond memories of the original Space Jam because I was like 11, 12 years old. So I was a child when that came out, and I enjoyed it. And Michael Jordan was my favorite athlete at the time. I have no desire to actually watch the new one at all. I don't care who you put in it. Yeah, I mean it's like it's supposed to be fun, right? That that's uh, you know, and if if you enjoy it, if it's fun for you, even if you hate LeBron, great. That's all that matters, right? Yeah, just like anything. It's like uh, it's it's like uh, I'm saying about the John Wick stuff. I mean, I I, I like I like that move those movies because they're like video games to me. You're trying to find different ways to kill people. Totally down with that. And kill as many as you can. You get a bunch of points for it. And then you move on, right? So that's, to me, 
I, I enjoy stuff like that. But I'm not I'm not looking at it as like it's Fight Club and it's got like ten levels to it. Yeah. You know, it's John Wick. You're killing stuff. That's why I, that's why I like the chick John Wick. And uh oh Cersei uh Cersei Lannister was uh, is in that. She plays a mom. Um not in Space Jam. No, in the uh in that uh okay. in that Chick John Wick movie I was okay. talking about. Yeah. Oh, I watched The Hunt on HBO. That's what it was. It was it was uh, another one where lots of killing. So when we uh when we moved this week, we only had we had one television on the trailer. And uh, the PlayStation got packed into the the trunk, so we had because we, we don't. Have, I guess now my wife's got it set up, but we didn't have internet this weekend, so I I couldn't. I watched a few of the fights on my phone. Yeah, I'm going home tonight and like actually sitting down and watching the fights from Saturday. I missed them. Um, but we went to we were looking for something to do last night, and we went to the Red Box, which. Ooh, that's pretty wild that Redbox is still, and, and they're still kicking. Well, when you first got here, you were a big Redbox guy. I was a big Redbox guy. Like, I mean, well, when I first got here, it was like 12 years ago. Right, right. Uh, but now it's, uh, it, well, and part of it is there's just not as many movies out now as there used to be. Used to, it was always always turning over movies yeah. because new movies were coming out all the time. New movies don't come out anymore. It's like once every you know three months, a new movie comes out. But uh, but we got a movie called I want to say it's called the Sh- the Marksman with Liam Neeson. Have you seen that? That sounds familiar. Yeah, where like he's uh he's he lives on the border and there's some kid who's trying to run from the cartel. His mom gets killed. I don't know. I watched like the first forty five minutes of it and then I realized, oh my god, I have to wake up at four o'clock in the morning to catch a flight back to Houston. You guys watch this movie without me. You, <laughs> hey, you're going to you're gonna have to tell me how this that. ends. Yeah, it was too much. Mm. But it, it, it wasn't a bad movie. Yeah. It was just uh, it wasn't great timing for me. But, they, so. but they're living there now, right? Yeah, they're, they're mm-hmm. there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my wife, is she got the internet installed today. Uh, the, the guy's coming over to install the uh, the alarm system tomorrow. Like it, it's, it's happening, dude. Uh, so it's a kids movie and my kids love it. I thought it was okay, but back to kids, as long as they were laughing, that's all that mattered. They even went back and watched the original Space Jam and thought that was hilarious as well. Yeah, yeah. So that's I mean that's all that matters, man. Especially I mean, that's what I said. I'm not I'm not your target audience. The uh, you know, kids are your target audience for this. So hmm, we just sent me this. Canada will finally open up its borders first to Americans beginning August 9th. Which means I, I just dodged a bullet because the wife is going like on the sixth, so uh, like I I, it, I could have gone, but there's all kind of hoops I have to jump through. You ain't looking to do that, no. And and you know I'm hoping to have a a business launched on the first, yeah. so I'm going to kind of be busy for and, and you know got to find some somebody to replace you. <laughs> so you know we'll, we'll we'll see, but yeah, I can't I can't go. The the in laws one of my. Uh, brother-in-law's actually texted me and said dude you got to get up here man and you know the whole family's going to be here and it's like yeah get this whole thing launching on august 1st that i kind of need to be around for um and and not just that it's like i gotta we gotta bring people in and see who see who's going to replace aj it's going to be a process probably not good for me to be gone two weeks during that process because i might just decide they're better off without me which they may be yeah, you know, I, I, maybe that maybe that's a smart thing to do. Go ahead and go up there, let 
you know, let them roll a whole bunch of people in here without me and see if they like them better. If Aaron likes them better, that'll be great. There you go. <laughs> uh, no way they'll like the new guy better than me, though. Uh, right? Eh, right? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. But, yeah, at least at first, they're going to have to win themselves over. I mean, they're, they're going to have to win themselves over with the people. That's all. Uh, let's see. Overweight Pats fan. AJ, you can't leave your wife alone. Jody is snooping around. Well, listen, if it happens, it happens. You know, I think my wife knows where she's got her. Uh, she's got her trailer attached to a, a, a decent one right here. She she ain't trying to. We're we ain't moving out to uh, to Vegas for me to work at McDonald's. All right. She she knows now's not the time. <laughs> If she if she was going to cheat on me, she should have done it when I was making like twenty four k a year or something. That would have been the time. Oh boy, yeah, you, you're you're probably doing you're probably doing okay. And Jack Easterby uh, burner thirteen. He's all the way up. How oh, many wow. did you guys go through this when I was gone? I feel like he was at five on Wednesday. He says AJ's living the life. I'm jealous. No lie. I literally woke up at four o'clock this morning to catch a flight, so I, I I don't know that I'm living the life per se, but I'm living a life. Um, Curtis on here who usually has really good takes, uh, he's dead to me now. Uh oh, says Banshee kind of sucked. I didn't make it through the first season. Ooh. That might be the first person I've ever heard mm. say that. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sorry, but we can't be friends now, sir or ma'am. Shame. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty brutal, man. There's only one way you can make up for that, and that's donate your car to carsforkids.org. And uh, if you've got a vehicle that's not running anymore, or maybe it is, maybe it's just too much work to deal with, uh, well, guess what? They're going to take it. All kinds of vehicles, whether running or not, car, motorcycle, truck. And uh, the good news is, if you don't donate to carsforkids.org, uh, you can also call them at 713-225-4226. They're going to pick the vehicle up for free. You get a tax write-off. And then that money goes to help kids here at the Houston Can Academy. So these are all schools locally. Uh, you're helping local kids. And all you're doing is getting rid of something you don't need anymore. If you mention ESPN Houston or me, you're going to get a $50 Visa gift card as a thank you for your donation. And how about this? If, if that thing's been sitting there for a while, you don't even know where the title is, well, guess what? They'll take care of that for you, too. If you don't have the title... They'll do the title work for you, including search and transfer. And uh, this gives kids a second chance at a diploma. And so all the money goes to that. All you have to do is go to carsforkids.org or call them 713-225-4226. Right off the car, not the kid. This is a never till you put me down. Seven 
listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. Have you signed up for our ESPN 975 listener email yet? You can get the latest information on what's happening with your favorite radio station, including upcoming events, giveaways, and a chance to be highlighted as our listener of the week. Head to ESPN975.com and subscribe now. So, uh, late hits of Patrick Creighton tonight at 7, followed by the Hall of Fame with Booker T and Brad Gilmore at 9. And I uh, appreciate Patrick filling in on Friday. And How'd that go? It uh, went pretty well. He, right. he uh, you know, we really, we'd probably dive more into baseball than you and I would because that's, that's, that's kind of his thing. What? Um, I don't believe it. Yeah. But I, I didn't get a chance to argue with him about the media being out to get the Astros. Okay. I meant to keep getting to it, and then other stuff kept coming up. But, Fair enough. But uh, I'm, I'm sure there'll be other opportunities, and we'll we'll figure it out. Uh, so a couple things that I wanted to get to is I, I've, I've got, at 5 o'clock, I've got uh, your a couple of uh, college football things I want to do, if that's all right. Good. Because uh, the more football, I've got, the better. I've got, it's like, almost football season. It is. I think we need and to, uh, and we need to be getting some football in before you're gone so that people will know your thoughts on some of these college things. But I've got the uh, top 10 wide receiver tandems in college football that I want to get to. So I'm pretty sure you will enjoy that. And then today, yet another Deshaun Watson story that is absolutely nothing new that uh, Larry Brown Sports did. This is from the same thing that Albert Breer said last week. Uh, it, he said, basically, the league may consider placing Watson on the commissioner's exemplus at the start of training camp. The Texans are like, what? Just suspend him. <laughs> the guy t- I mean, come on. But I mean, when, when, when 22 women. When have we not speculated on that? In the last, like, uh, How come hell, we, John and Lance do it every day. Do you feel kind of bad for Zeke Elliott at this point, uh, who just got suspended? And I, I always like, kind of felt without pay. Yeah. It, it, and I'm not saying that that's the right way to go about it, but it, like, if I'm Zeke Elliott and I'm looking back and it's like, man, I had one woman accuse me. She had no proof, and it turns out didn't happen. I got suspended. Deshaun's got 22 accusers, and they're like, yeah, let's uh. Let's go. Let's go with the exempt list. He'll still get his money. Don't don't worry, Deshaun. You're still going to get your money. Very odd. Yeah, but I, I I hate to break it to you. That's not news. That Albert Breer speculates that that might happen. I also have Ian Rappaport, who this afternoon went on NFL Network and said what we've been saying for a couple of weeks. There is nothing new. We have been seeing the same thing over and over again for the past several months. Nothing has changed. There's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to speculate because nothing has changed. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, Chuck Norris. Yeah. Uh, 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776. And uh, I, I think, uh, it, it to me, until something actually happens like that, like they put him on a list or they, you know, or he shows up for camp. I still think he needs to try to kiss and make up with the Texans, not the girls, with the Texans. He yeah, to try to kiss and make up, play for. Stay you. away from those women. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I hope, I hope he's learned his lesson from that. I'm sure he has. Or that's why, like in the middle of all these procedures, it was like, he, apparently he's still talking on chicks to IG. So, 
Well, in fact, apparently there's so many of them that he reached out to some of these a second time. Like, hey, you up like, for another one of these things? Well, no, no he, didn't, he didn't even remember them. So. You've already tried uh, this with me. <laughs> oh, well. Not wise, guys. That's one thing you're going to be happy to, uh, to not have to talk about ever again. Yeah. I don't know. We may have to. Have, uh, we'll still have to talk about it, I'm sure. You won't have to. You'll be gone. I mean, you don't You don't think there anything that I do, it's not going to come up? I think it's going to come up at some point. Yeah, that's what Deshaun said. Um, maybe. I mean, I guess it depends on where he winds up playing, how it impacts that team. So I guess it could. Like, if, if he winds up going to the Eagles, does it change their win total? Yeah. But even then, you won't know if he's suspended or not. Hey, when's the uh, when's the expansion draft for hockey? Uh, I believe Wednesday is the day they release the rosters. Okay, um, because they have like the way I, the way it works, they have like three days to negotiate with some of these restricted free agents, so that if they want those guys, they can sign them, and that will count against the the other teams. But yeah, there's some big names out there, and I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to like Vladimir Tarasenko. Is, it is Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday is the draft date. Is probably, I, I would say the two biggest names are Vladimir Tarasenko and Carey Price. What about the guy from the Flyers, uh, Van Van Riemsdyk? Van, Riem, Van, Van Riemsdyk. Oh, Dyke. Yeah, yeah. Oh. He's like, I've heard him as a, a possibility. I've heard Mark Giordano as a possibility. Yeah, Giordano would make a lot of sense because he's, he's 37, but he only has one year left on his deal. That's what it looks like a lot of the guys that they're looking for are guys on one year deals. Um, the guy that they're uh, the guy that they're looking for or looking at from what I've been reading uh, from your Leafs, you can tell me if this guy's any good, Jared McCann. Well, he, they just traded for him uh, from uh, Pittsburgh, and I think the thing was is they they have now they have two third line centers, so if if uh, Seattle winds up taking one of them, they'll be okay. But I mean, that's is why that, they made is that the trade. Pretty good. Uh, he's okay. I mean, he's a third line center. Okay, and I, I think, but he's like he's like less than three million dollars next year is what I was reading. They're like, oh yeah, yeah. The, and it, it may be a lot. They're going to make a lot of trades too. It may be that the Leafs did that as basically a, a trade. And do they correct me if I'm wrong? This is different than the NFL because literally they take one player from each team, right? Right. And there's so there's no like I'm going to pull this guy back or whatever. It's like. Yeah, once, once they can it, take one guy from each team. Yeah, I mean, you can protect a certain amount of players, obviously. Right. Uh, so they have a list out there. Uh, but yeah, the once they take a player off your team, you're done. And if you want to be done, right? No, right. I, that you are. Oh, okay. It's one from each team. So like, if they took a player from the Capitals, and the Capitals are like, well, we, I don't care if they take another guy off our list. They can't take another Capital. Yeah, but they can trade. For, they'll trade. Okay. And you'll see a lot of that. Um, but. The there's some really good players that are kind of like no brainers, uh, like Yanni Gord of the Lightning, because the Lightning are going to be in a real bad cap problem, and he's only 29, and uh, he's got a five million dollar cap hit. So I'm pretty sure that it's one of those where Seattle's going to get a pretty good player simply because Tampa can't has got cap cap issues right now. I saw uh, who was the other guy I saw that they were like uh, oh Max Domi. Uh, is another guy like 
That dude's got. I mean, he's like a damn near a a point a game guy, and he's like in his mid twenties. Yeah, he's uh, and you know, I think uh, he wound up in a in a bad situation this year. But that's a guy who I think is uh, is worth grabbing and, and pretty solid player. And you get, you get a couple guys like that. And de- defensively is where you're uh, you're kind of weak you know, in this. But there, that's why Giordano, to me, seems like a no-brainer. He's 37. Uh, he's still a very good player. And he's only got one year on his deal. So, And there's some other guys, too, that I, I think um, that Vince Dunn, that, that could be pretty good players for him. Uh, Dylan DeMello, the, the the Jets left, is a pretty solid player too, and and their defense sucks. I can't, I don't know what they were thinking, but yeah, I mean, you can you can put. Are you, I guess you're going to be a Kraken fan because of Seattle. I don't know. You're not going to be in. I might be. You're going to be in be. Knights territory though. I'm, yeah, I don't know where, which which route I'm going to go. I'm, I may. Uh, so you're divorcing the Preds? No, I'm not. They're gonna. They'll always be my number one. But um, I. I I'm thinking my wife will be interested in going to hockey games if there's a Seattle team playing. Well, you can go see both. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure they'll be... Because uh, the Western Conference, well, if they ever go back to conferences. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sure they will. Well, I mean, that, that's the Western Division. They'll be in that division. Okay. No matter what. So, um, some other names out there, like Jordan Eberle's available from the Islanders. That might be a guy they take. Uh, Evgeny Svechnikov of the Red Wings. Uh, those those are all, you know, solid players. I, I think they got a chance to have a pretty decent team, and you know, I don't think you take Carey Price because that's a huge contract, and it, it's strange to see his name out there after he just had the run he did to get him to the Stanley Cup. But he's available. But he is available. Yes, and that's how, isn't that what the uh, the Knights did? They they said we're taking a real goalie and we're going to build around that. Uh, yeah. Well, the the Knights. I think the Knights said. That was part of it. They knew they were going to be able to draft a team that could compete immediately. Yeah. I don't think anybody expected them to be that good. The Kraken can't do that. Uh, I, I don't think they can make a Stanley Cup. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But where the what the Knights did so well was they found guys like William Carlson who were just underutilized on their other team. And they made them, you know, number one guys and suddenly you became a star. They found two or three guys like that and they built veterans around them. And they were able to maneuver really smartly to get a bunch of extra draft picks by not taking certain players off these teams. They would take draft picks in order to take a player off uh, in the expansion draft. And if Seattle can do that, then you're sitting there with a bunch of veterans and a bunch of draft picks all at the same time. Are, are, we, to, are we to assume that the eventually hockey divisions will go back to normal? or is this? I think so. Um, I mean, although, I mean, this worked for, for this year. But you I, know who it doesn't work for? It doesn't work for, like, the Canadians and the Canucks being in the same division because that's a, that's a pretty long road it trip is a haul, for but a divisional road trip. I kind of like that setup because I thought the Leafs might actually have a chance to get out of there. Well, they did. No, they they, they, they were won in, their division. They won their division and then went out in the first round, so it doesn't matter. All right. Quick break. It's a Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. To call into the HRP listener line, dial 713 780 ESPN. Dial the phone. Disappointed by your HR and payroll technology? Maybe you need to outsource your administration. Go to hrp.net to learn more. 